Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We're in this season and this series where we're looking at these themes of grace and peace as we explore and dig into this letter to the church in Ephesus. This letter written by Paul to these house groups and these early first century churches dealing with all these topics and issues that are coming up and as Paul addresses all these individual issues that are just like issues today because they're just people issues and the church is made up of people today just like it was then and Paul comes at it from this very foundational very um, formational kind of foundation of uh, what we believe and these statements and the doctrines and this very back to basics way of doing things and I really believe that that this is what we need today as well and so as we uh, as we are working our way through we're about halfway through um, the letter uh, to the Ephesians and nearly at the end of this um, foundational kind of structural section that Paul writes and then we move as we go through chapter 3 into chapter 4, 5 and 6 and then we get these very practical kind of words of advice and, and, and words of teaching from Paul with the if all these things are true in chapters 1, 2 and 3 well then here's what you do with it here's how you live here's how you do life together in families and in communities and in church and so these mes- messages and these words and this encouragement and this foundational teaching from Paul for these first century Christians is just as timeless and timely and relevant today for these 21st century Christians. It's important and it's good and it's right for us to get back to these foundational core things that we can build our lives and build our love upon. So with all that said, let's get on with the podcast this week. Who loves a good mystery? I'm just imagining everyone's hands up wherever you are, whether you're at home doing chores or um, in the car or on the way to work or at the gym or on the bus or going shopping or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Who loves a good mystery? Yes, we all do, don't we? It's why we are fascinated with these mystery novels and these movies seem to be coming out all the time of of these mysteries and trying to solve things and there's twists and turns and you don't get to find out who did it until the very end there's um series and series on tv of murder mysteries and and these psychological thrillers that uh, my wife seems to love to watch and that absolutely terrify me but mystery is everywhere and we seem to we seem to love it, don't we? We love the kind of not knowing and then the thinking we know, but then we've got it wrong and then the not knowing again and then the, oh, finally finding out there's the big reveal at the end. It's why there's movies like Murder on the Orient Express that's come out recently, the remake and and uh, Knives Out and uh, the Sherlock Holmes uh, TV series and the movies. There seems to be this Um, It seems to rotate all the time and coming out and out and out. It's why we love reading the novels. It's why we're so excited by all of this other stuff. And we just absolutely love it. And mystery is everywhere. And Paul is no different here. Paul gives us mystery in chapter 3. So we'll read it. Ephesians chapter 3. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ. Having taken up the cause of you outsiders, 
so-called. I take it that you are familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, as I just wrote you in brief. As you read over what I have written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through his holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, both of these groups stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, the same help, the same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise. God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way. I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am, preaching and writing about these things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through Christians like yourselves, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. There's a lot going on there, but Paul over and over again in this section, he's talking about unity. Not uniformity, not looking the same and acting the same and thinking the same and going to church so that we can all leave on an assembly line like little robots talking the same and answering the same to all our questions. Not uniformity, but unity. That the two become one, as we've seen in the podcast before. And we're told that under one name, we should all be unified. We should all be one. We're talking about church and oneness and unity feels mysterious, doesn't it? Even within our own church communities, it can be really easy to look across the aisle at someone else and think, who are they? How can they have come to these assumptions? How can they have how can they hold on to this this side of this argument and yet claim still to be a Christian, claim to still follow Jesus? Let alone if we go out broader to other churches and then other denominations of church and there's this split after split after split and yet what Paul is doing is trying to bring all these back together that the two can become one 
And how this happens and why this happens is a mystery. All we're told here by Paul is that it's in and through and because of Christ Jesus, our Messiah, that the two can become one. That we come to this on a level playing field, that we all come as the same. We're different, but we're the same. And that is mysterious, isn't it? That's a mystery waiting to be solved. Anyone know who Kim Kardashian is? Yeah, she's famous. I'm not too sure what she's famous for other than being a Kardashian, but Kim Kardashian is famous. But one of the things most notably that she's known for in recent years is that she got married to Kanye West. Anyone know who Kanye West is? Yes, he's famous, uh, mainly for rapping and producing music and fashion design. But most recently, he's been famous, other than for divorcing Kim Kardashian, we'll add. But most recently, he has been known for hosting a thing that he called Sunday Service um, within their home. And then kind of at a broader thing, they did it online as well. In recent years, Kanye West has made um, faith-based albums like Jesus is King and Jesus is Born. And he's been really vocal about his experiences and his encounters with this living God. But now, as with anything else Kanye ever kind of does or says, you have to take this with a pinch of salt. But his attitude and his response is at least interesting, maybe even mysterious. Um, in interviews, he talks about how um, this this out this kind of outgiving and this production of this Sunday service comes from this outpouring of what he feels like God has poured into him, and that he just feels like he's, he he has to create something. He's got to. He's got no choice. It's just kind of bubbled up out of him. He's got. We've got to create something so that people can come together and and get this. That this this is something not that can be taught, but that can be caught. He's echoing the words of Paul really in the letter to the Ephesians that this is something that needs to be caught to be able to get hold of. And that's really interesting. There seems to be something in all of us that longs to join together with people who have experienced the same things that we have or have experienced the same person that we have. And that's what crosses that dividing line. That's what breaks down those barriers and those walls of division. That's what allows us to, to link arms across the pews on different political things and different social things and different uh, theological leanings that we're able to say, despite all of this, and even because of all of this, but because of Jesus, we are one. That you've had an encounter and I've had an encounter, so let's do this together. Let's, let's live together. Let's love together. So I love that, that Kanye has created a space where he can share the fact that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is King. These are extremely dangerous and extremely political statements. In Paul's day, particularly in that first century, saying, making these proclamations that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Saviour, Jesus is King, Jesus is the one means that nobody else is. Ultimately it means that Caesar isn't 
king or lord or saviour or the one because there can only be one and Jesus is it. And we make that same bold claim today. Every time we pray, every time we praise, every time we meet together, we are saying that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Not that royal family, not that country, not that political party, not that thing on social media, not that next hot topic, not that next hashtag, but Jesus is King. Kanye West has recognised something that we're told over and over again in the Bible, even from the first pages of Genesis. It's not good for us to be alone. Right to the last pages of Revelation, where we're told that there's a city and that everyone in there is worshipping together. So friends, this isn't about uniformity. This Christianity thing isn't so that we all dress the same and talk the same and think the same and act the same, but that we have unity, that we have this common bond. So be encouraged and encourage one another today. Grace and peace.